Hi, everyone. In today's episode, you're going to hear an interview that I have with Bailey Stahl. This interview is so inspiring and it's heart touching and emotional and everything in between. Bailey shares his story about, well, really life and how an overdose experience catapulted him into self-discovery in his life. It is really moving. I can't wait for you to listen. And also a reminder that we have three spaces left at our retreat happening in Vernon, British Columbia, the last weekend of May. This is the Aligned Retreat. All of the details, our speakers, facilitator lineup, everything can be found on our website by heading to www.myalignedpurpose.com slash retreat. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to My Aligned Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan. I'm what you would call a lover of connection, deep conversations, business growth, mindset reprogramming, NLP techniques, and definitely so much more. I am co-CEO of My Aligned Purpose, along with Kayla Pilecki. Together, Kayla and I have a coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Inside of our community, our courses, and our coaching masterminds, we transform women using our systems and soul process. I know that all of my past experiences have added up from being a high school teacher, world traveler, yoga instructor, and best-selling author, and they've all led me here talking to you. I want to share about living an aligned and purposeful life by building a profitable and purpose-driven business or two. I believe that all businesses can be built and sustained by having aligned systems in place and a soul-driven mission. I'm here to inspire you, make you laugh, and leave you feeling connected with these conversations. You can pop this podcast in while driving to the grocery store, getting ready for your day, or winding down in the evening. I'm here to give you weekly personal development, equip you with tools and some magic so that you can live your best life. Because after all, how you live your days is how you live your life. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at MyAlignedPurpose, and be sure to check out our free resources and community events at MyAlignedPurpose.com. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Now let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to My Aligned Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan, and sometimes I like to do these special podcast interviews where we do video as well, where we can pull stuff up and put it on YouTube for other audiences. And I feel especially called to do that when I think stories and messages are really important and really need to be heard and, and, and reach a broader audience. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing Bailey today. And Uh, I'll share a little bit about how I came to meet Bailey when I have somebody on the show that I have a a connection with and I share a little bit about how they came into my life and way back when I took this teaching job some of you know I used to teach high school junior high and I took this job in a small remote northern little community and I thought hey I think I'll teach some yoga too and this yoga space could fit about 30 people in it and I think probably 27 of them were women and maybe three men would show up to my class. And of the three men that showed up, Bailey came in the door. And I mean, as you, if you're watching this live right now, you can see like, you've got such a warm energy to you. Great smile. Soon as I met you, I was like, oh, he's a good guy. He's good energy, but I never actually really got to know your story. It was like, we would just do yoga together and then part ways. And you're always so kind and approachable. So I'm looking forward today to 
everybody hearing your story, your journey about where you've been, uh, where you're at, where you intend to go, what that might look like. So welcome, Bailey. Why don't you tell everybody where are you calling in from today? And then I want you to share a little bit of a backstory about how you got to be in this season of life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that introduction. Um, it's really great to be doing this with you, Nicole. Um, it's uh, my first podcast, so I'm just going to say it right away. Like, I'm actually pretty nervous. I have a big fear of like public speaking, so but I like to address that right away just to hash that fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I remember going to your classes and uh, yeah, I didn't share that much with you around that time because I was still pretty uh, stuck in my mentality of like not wanting to share things. Um, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in Kelowna, BC right now. Um, I came here April, 2018 uh, I actually came here for rehab for drugs and alcohol. Um, and before, like a week before rehab, I was actually very suicidal. So, um, so that's how I got to Kelowna. I've been here for four years now. Um, now I, I have a couple of businesses. Uh, I work a job. I just moved in with my partner in the beginning of the year. Like mm -hmm. everything's just lining up and, you know, I've been sober for, uh, I've been sober off hard drugs for like, the, the whole time that I've been here <laughs> um, but, but yeah so it's been it's been quite the journey it's been uh I like to say it's been a it's a beautiful mess of a life <laughs> yeah yeah it is a beautiful mess of a life and you know I know that you and I are going to get into the power of vulnerability and, and sharing our stories and I think even just right off the hop, like you sharing, this is how you got to be to that physical location is like, well, you know, it was rehab that led me here. Yeah. And, you know, I would love if you could walk us through anybody who's listening. Um, I'm sure that you like, didn't just wake up one day and say, Hey, you know what? I, I think I could be really vulnerable today. Um, you know, was that vulnerable side always in you as like maybe a little boy or a young man? And, and what was the, what sort of tipped you over the edge to say, you know what, I need to share my story or ask for help or tell people mm -hmm. what's going on. Can you give us a little bit of a backstory about what that was like? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a story. Um, <laughs> I grew up uh, like you were talking about in a small town called high level. Uh, it's very small. It's mostly oil field driven. So most majority of the men there, the fathers there are very, they're very old school mentality. Uh, my father, especially, uh, his father taught him to, you know, not show his emotions. Like you do that on your own time. You don't do that in front of people. That's weakness. And, and, uh, my dad kind of instilled that into me as well. Um, like men need to be tough. They need to be these protectors and which is like true for sure. Like men and women, we both can be protectors. We both can be strong and tough, but so it's, uh, but yeah, anyways, dating back, like, um, so my dad instilled the belief in me that, you know, men need to, to hide their emotions. Like men don't cry. And I was a very emotionally sensitive kid growing up. Like I had a lot of emotions. There's a lot of dysfunction in my family a lot of fighting, um, a lot of trauma. <laughs> so I had a lot to express and I didn't know how, because I was like, I need to, I need to hide this stuff. Like, I can't just show this to people. I was like, people are going to think I'm weak. People are going to think I'm, you know, I'm not a man. <laughs> Cause that's and, what you were told to believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, at an early age, uh, it actually, I had so much anger, so much uh, insecurities built up inside of me that I actually turned to the drugs and alcohol at the early age of like 12 years old. <laughs> so I got into smoking weed at 12 years old, uh, smoking cigarettes, got into drinking. By the time I was like 14, I was going to like parties and, and uh, got into hard drugs, got into ecstasy, stuff like that, got into cocaine. I, in my later late teens, I started smoking crack. Um, and then in my early 20s, I got into methamphetamine. And that's when things were getting really bad. Mm. Um, and I had an overdose that nearly, that nearly killed me. It was a very, I've had a couple of overdoses before that, but that one was very close to, to taking my life. And it actually propelled me into self-discovery too, as well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, you know, I am so grateful that you're sitting across from me in the screen right now and that you're here and that you have this story to tell. And sometimes I think our our hard lessons are our greatest teachers. And, you know, it's, it's a hindsight is always 2020. And, you know, if those things didn't happen to you, would you be here right now having this conversation? We don't know. And so I'm grateful for the, the path that you've been on. I'm so curious to know when you talk about being, uh, because I, I, I do believe, especially our era, our age of people, that when we were younger, yes, the mm -hmm. mentality from our parents' generation was, you know, girls be this way, be polite, don't speak up, so, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And then with little boys, it's like, yeah, be tough, don't cry, don't show your emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when you have this, um, like, this maybe the perfect storm brewing of all of these emotions that you can't express. Do you feel that turning to drugs and alcohol was a way for you to escape and feel those emotions or a way to continue to put the emotions down? Yeah, it was, it was actually both. Um, so when I was high on substance or I was drunk, I was actually a lot more confident. Uh, my shyness disappeared. I was very like, life of the party type of person so and I would have deep conversations with friends too as well like I would get vulnerable so it was it was almost in a way that it was like my uh way of letting those things out but at the same time uh there was still so much more that I wasn't sharing that was like even deeper down with people uh like the trauma I had with my parents and stuff like that like I would never bring up the deep deep stuff the stuff that like the stuff that created that void of that lack of self-love, mm -hmm. that void that told me that I'm not lovable, that I'll never be lovable. My parents don't love me, so why should I love myself? And so I actually used drugs to fill that void, which would work in the moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. But later on down the road, it got to the point where, you know, I was bad in the drugs, where no matter what drug I did, no matter what I drank, like nothing nothing was helping anymore. Like it was, it was got, I got to a breaking point and that's when I decided that I was going to give up. Right. Yeah. And, and what happened because you didn't give up, you're here. <laughs> and so how did being vulnerable, um, play a part in you, um, changing your story? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember I was, uh, I, I, I believe I shared this story with you. Um, but I was coming down off this three-day uh, party binge off 
alcohol and cocaine and I had to go work at my job. I was working at this fast food place. I actually had like three jobs um, at that time. Um, this was when I was uh, 25. Um, so 2018. Um, yeah, I went to go, I had to go to work that morning and I got back into town and I went to my job and I knew I stunk like alcohol. I knew I just felt unfit for work and I got there and I was like, oh, like I'm dreading this. Like everybody knows like that I'm, that I stink. <laughs> and I got there and I was just like filled with so much shame and guilt. And, and uh, I remember in my head, I was like, I'm going to go tell the manager that I need to leave work. And I got into his office and what ended up coming out of my mouth was I have a drug addiction and it just spit out. And I was like, oh no. Like and that's I, not what you were <laughs> expecting to say. No, I wasn't expecting it. It just came out and I just started bawling. Like I just cried and cried and he just supported me, hugged me. And he's like, Bailey, he's like, I want you to get the help you need. He's like, go back, call your family and like get help. And when he was saying all this stuff in my head, I was like, no, I've done that before. I've tried that. Like, I'm just, I was like, I'm done. Like I, I just, I felt done. I felt like just throwing the towel, giving up. And uh, so I left the, I left work and I was walking home. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny. Uh, there was still snow on the ground. It's Northern Alberta. <laughs> um, not like Kelowna here. Uh, but yeah, so I was walking home and I was figuring out how I was going to kill myself. I was like going, thing, I was going through all the whole process of like, what's the best way for me to do it? What's the best way for my family to find me? Like, what's the least traumatic way for my sisters to find my body? <laughs> And I was going through this and I was committed to doing it. Um, and it, it got to the point as I was walking that I just, it felt like I hit like a brick wall and then I fell to my knees and I just started uncontrollably crying and I just felt defeated, done. Um, but then this loud voice popped in my head. Like I, you can call it God, you can call it the universe, the source, whatever you want to call it, I call it God. Mm -hmm. But it spoke to me and it said, confess your family, call your sister bliss, confess your family. And I argued with it. I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But it was like this voice. Made like, my decision. <laughs> yeah. This voice like shook me. Like it absolutely shook me. And I was, I was like shaking. This voice was just kept speaking to me. And finally I pulled out my phone, called my sister bliss. And she would live in Grand Prairie, which was like four hours away. But she called my other sisters uh, and got them to come to my rescue. But I just like, I confessed everything to her. I was like, I don't want to live anymore. I was like, I've been doing this. I've been doing this. I'm feeling this way. And within a week, they got me into a rehab center here in Kelowna, one of the top 10 in the world or in the world in Canada. Um, and it usually takes like six months to get into this rehab center. I got in, in like a week, a, a spot just happened to open up. So wow. it's, uh, and then, yeah, and then rehab was amazing. <laughs> say that, um, like, okay, so you get the phone call, you're going to rehab. Would you say in that moment, like, yes, now you're saying it was amazing. And would you say in that moment that you were excited or were you hesitant? Were you scared? Because this, you would know, I would assume that you would think going to rehab is going to mean mm -hmm. identity shift. This yeah. is going to mean something new for me, how I express myself, how people know me. So how did that feel? Mm. It's, you know, I remember when my, when my sisters came to my rescue and later that day uh, they came and uh, they were pretty much on like, I was on like a strict watch for a week um, while I was with them. 
but they they're like, would you do you want or sorry, they didn't ask if I was going to re if I was going to rehab. They're like, you're going to rehab. <laughs> and uh, I I at first like there was a feeling in me that was like, no, I'm scared. I don't want to leave. I don't want to like I don't want to do that. But I knew right then and there, like uh, when I called my sister, when I pulled up the phone and I called her. I knew there was something that I needed to do. There was something I needed to change. Like there was something I needed to figure out. So right away I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do whatever. And I ended up going to rehab and I, after the first week was pretty terrible. <laughs> I didn't want to be there, but I knew I had to be there. I was scared and terrified, but after a week, like things got really good. Like I started opening up and I didn't need to be drunk or high. I was in a safe place. So it was, it was a place where I could just open up with these other men. I could be vulnerable. And I just, I just kept spilling my, I kept taking everything out of me and I kept sharing it. And it, uh, I really learned the value of vulnerability in that rehab center. Wow. Your story is, I, it's so powerful. Like when I connected with you, maybe a month or so ago, I've, I've just been so looking forward to having this in a public way so that people can hear. And, and I said to you, it is very rare I interview men. Our whole business, mm -hmm. my life purpose is about helping women grow their businesses. Yeah. Um, but when I hear a story that I'm like, oh, this story is going to change at least somebody's life, make them think a little bit differently, make them think about how they talk to their sons, their partners, like, like let's open up a different dialogue here. And so I just want to take a moment and say, thank you. Like, I know we're just mid podcast here, but I so appreciate you opening up and being really honest with all of us, everybody who's listening right now. My pleasure. I, I believe sharing your story, sharing your testimony is very powerful. Like not even just mine, but like um, you have a testimony. Everybody watching has a testimony. Everybody listening has a testimony. It's uh, everybody's testimony can affect somebody in the world, can inspire somebody, can bring hope. Yeah, I had to go through some pretty hard, you know, lessons and shit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's there's lessons there. There's so many lessons. There's so many nuggets that I can now give to other people. I definitely still have regrets. I like the regrets are what keep me motivated to not go back there. Right. So it's, uh, Oh, that's a, that's an interesting, uh, like way of putting it, right? Like that yeah. is what is keeping you from, um, not looking back or mm -hmm. not turning back. Well, it's so regret isn't about shame or guilt. Regret is more of like a, a way to look at your past to be like, Oh, I did that you know, I wish I didn't do that because it caused a lot of pain. What would I do differently? And so you can use that for your advantage in your future, the present. So I, I find regret is not, you don't have to be, you don't have to feel shame and guilt when you regret something. I think that's an important message yeah. uh, for people to have. Mm -hmm. So speaking of, um, you know, looking back and, and um, you know, or, having not wanting to go back mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what do you think uh 2018 bailey pre going to rehab what would mm. you think he would be blown away with if you said hey man 2022 bailey this is what your day-to-day -day is going to be like what are what does your what do your days look like now and what could you have never imagined would be fulfilling you today 
Oh man, that's a, <laughs> uh, yeah, 2018 Bailey would definitely be surprised. Um, because even back then, like I knew there was a part of me that wanted to be the person I am now. Like there, I, I felt that I was like, I want to be confident. I want to, I want to be able to, to speak to people. I want to, I really want to like have a, I really want to speak on stage. I really want to do like a podcast. I really want to, uh, I really want to inspire other people. And, and I really want to take on more responsibility. I was like, but I had all these fears. So I could never see myself being this person that I am now, but it's the exact person that I wanted to be. And, and so now like my day, like I wake up four or 5 a.m. I love getting up early in the morning. It's like the most peaceful time. It's quiet. In rehab, I learned to really like enjoy the quiet. I learned to enjoy the stillness uh, where I learned to like meditate and uh, journal and read and do self-care things. <laughs> yeah. And so things that, I, things that actually feel good and, and keep us here, right? Because um yeah drinking and and like alcohol and drugs like you know they they do feel good in the moment but they pull our spirit our essence up and out of our body and so finding practices that feel good where our soul gets to be grounded and here mm -hmm. yeah no it's totally true yeah and it's you know we're habitual beings too like you know we we're definitely free-flowing like we're very natural we we go with the flow we're very we're we're human in that way but we're also very habitual like we we like routine yeah. um me i never understood routine i was very impulsive uh very very reactive <laughs> i didn't know how to live intentionally i didn't know how to make like conscious choices i didn't know what that meant so um so yeah so like my day now is like it's all about taking care of me filling my cup so i can go out and fill other people's cups so i can help other people fill their cups. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's a routine of like meditate, journal, read, go to the gym. Yeah. I do work. I do have a job. So I still do that. So I work my job, but I get off work. I focus on things about my business, doing trainings, reaching out to people, uh, seeing what I can do to serve, what value I can give. I'm creating content. I'm having a social media influencer. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing all these things. I'm very busy, but it's like a good, fulfilling, busy. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You're full. I like to say uh, a word I've swapped busy out for is like, I'm full. Life's really full right now. And it's like full of, um, yeah, just full of things that make me feel great. And it sounds like that's, that's can we hear a little bit about, uh, like what it is that you're up to, like what sort of online work are you doing and i know that you are in the business of so i want to backtrack <laughs> listening yeah i i would say about a little over a year ago i heard about this um business and i i'm a lover of entrepreneurs i'm a lover of any sort of like business in a box, like um, multi-level marketing, network marketing, all those sorts of businesses. I think it's like, here's a business in a box. You mm. don't have to figure out a whole bunch of stuff because most of it's given to you. And it's like, if you're actually passionate about it, then yeah. it works. And so I've seen lots of people in network marketing, like really flourish and shine when they believe in their product or service. Mm. So I heard about this particular business and I never know how to pronounce it correctly. And I know that you and I are about to dive into it. 
So I would love if you could start to talk to people about how you are in the business of water Mm. and, uh, and how do we say it? Uh, it's called a Congan, Congan water. Yeah. So So, I I was just going to say, I, I think a lot of our listeners, so I, you know, we've got people from all around the world that tune into this podcast. And I think this is a great opportunity to talk about, um, having access having access to clean water is one thing, but mm. are we like, you know, being fooled by what is clean water coming out of our taps and, and what's in that and, and, and being educated around that. And so as you get into your share, I would love for you to share like why this product, what does it do for you? Why are you so passionate about it? And how is this business truly changing other people's lives? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. Uh, so Kangen, the word Kangen is a Japanese word. And what it means is return to origin. So Kangen is Kangen water replicates uh, natural free, free, free flowing water. Uh, so it's like water that comes down from like mountains from glaciers, stuff like that. Like, if you do some research into, uh, you know, uh, this glacier water that comes down from mountains that people go to, there's magical properties that people talk about. Like they, they have more energy, they're more focused, their bodies heal quicker than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like standing under a waterfall, like that, yeah. that magic yeah. of waterfall water. Yeah, well, and we're human beings, we're drawn to water. We're drawn to like natural, like creeks, rivers, oceans, lakes. And the reason that is, is because, you know, that, that moving water produces negative ions. And negative ions are uh, something that we breathe in that actually like calms our body down. It helps with the healing process of our body. It helps calm our vagus nerve, which relieves a lot of tension. That's why we feel good when we're around moving water. Mm-hmm. It's why, yeah, negative ions are, so basically what this machine does is replicates that water. So it actually produces negative ions too as well. So not only is the water that you're drinking very clean and it's called living water, mm-hmm. but it's also, like cleaning the atmosphere too as well (laughs) yeah Yeah. and like okay so what if people are like oh but i have a brita doesn't that do it (laughs) no it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't uh, so how is this different it so a brita yes it does filter majority of the chemicals and metals and stuff out from the from the pipes but it's possible that i can leak through plus you got to change these things every couple months Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's a filter, but the water is still dead water. So what these machines do, so it's called the K8, the Kangen 8. And that means the eight just stands for eight, it has eight titanium and platinum medical grade plates. Uh, so, so that's why this machine is actually a medical machine. And these machines are replaced in all the Japanese, uh, hospitals, <laughs> They, yeah, so they drink in all those hospitals, they drink Kangen water. And the reason for that is, is because these plates, once you plug in the, the machine, it creates an electrical current that goes through the plates, which uh, electrolyzes the water. So it wakes it up. So what that does is it restructures the water. So it pulls apart the molecules. So when you drink the water, it actually gets into your cells. So dead water can't get into your cells because it's, it's, it's a thick molecule. So what this machine does is it pulls it apart and it restructures it. So it actually gets into your cells, it hydrates your cells. You just, you feel better, you feel hydrated, you feel 
like since I started drinking it, I feel more focused. I have way more energy. Um, my skin feels better. Uh, I don't feel as dry. Um, I do rock climbs, so I, my hands get pretty dry from chalk. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like this, this water is truly amazing. I actually wanted a machine seven to eight years ago. I actually heard about this business, but oh. I, was, I wasn't in a place to like mindset. I didn't believe in myself. Um, I was also like, I owed drug dealers money. So <laughs> I actually couldn't invest in the business, but I really wanted to. And so I've done research in the last like seven years and, and I've been waiting to get one. And now that I have one, I'm like, I wish I did this earlier. <laughs> I had no idea that they've been around that long. So I feel like I, it's just start to like percolate in mm -hmm. my circle, my sphere yeah. in the last like year or two. And I yeah. actually saw somebody that I know has one. Um, and for anybody who's listening, like, you don't know what we're talking about, uh, like it, this machine, like, yes, you can have it by your kitchen sink and your tap water can make, produce it to come out but I see like when she fills up her bath for her baby like she's using the the Kongan machine to fill yeah. up the whole tub yeah yeah it's 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 quite amazing so like this this machine is actually well not the particular machine I have but like the company is 45 years old like they've been making this for 45 years so um yeah and they have other products too like they have the Inespa which is like a shower hookup um and then they have like the Uka which is like turmeric supplements which is really good for you too as well but uh but yeah like these the really cool thing about this water is that it's uh it's charged antioxidant rich so what that means is that it prevents oxidative stress to the body which will prevent aging so you'll it'll slow the aging process in your body um there's actually settings on the machine where you can set it to for beauty and skincare you can rub this water on as like a facial toner and you can get rid of all your chemicals, your facial cleansers, conditioners, soaps, lotions. Um, and so you can basically just save a bunch of money from getting rid of all these chemical packaged stuff that you buy from stores. Even if it is organic and natural, you're still buying packaged stuff. Yeah. And then, and then also in turn, like water is of nature and then supporting nature and the environment more by not, you know, every month picking up your plastic yeah. bottle of shampoo or whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And this, you'll never have to drink a plastic water bottle again, buy a glass jar, fill up your water. I don't drink any other water anymore. I, I can't. <laughs> what I know, what I know now um, about this machine, about the water it produces, uh, about you know, filtered water, about reverse osmosis, about uh, filtration systems, like those are all good. They get rid of stuff, but they don't wake up the water. It still doesn't hydrate you like, like this water does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I'm so intrigued. And I think that, um, yeah, this is really, it's a really exciting thing. I think, especially now people, I think are waking up even more to, you know, it, it's really important, not only what we're putting in our body, but on our body and vice versa. So like go and yeah. eat all the salads and stuff that you want, but if you're putting chemicals on your skin, which is the largest organ on our body, then, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, we can't be perfect. We can't do everything hundred percent of the time, but yeah. if there's ways to like make it a little bit easier, then, um, how do people reach out to you and ask more questions and get more curious about this? Yeah. Well, uh, 
So I'm happy that you asked that too. They can reach out to me. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly, I mostly use Instagram, so they can add me at bailey.stall Instagram, um, or on Facebook, send me a message on there. Um, yeah, basically that's how they can reach out. They can, they can, uh, reach out to me through those, through those platforms. I also do have uh, a couple websites as well. Um, but that's more for the opportunity of the business. Um, cause I also coach and help people start their own as well. So, but yeah, the best way, social media, contact me, add me, follow me. I'm always sharing stuff that's, you know, influential and like stuff about self-care, stuff like this that we just talked about. Inspiring. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, uh, like it, it's been so incredible to hear about like where you've been and where you're at now. And, you know, you have this practice of meditating and journaling and reading and like, and really taking care of yourself. And uh, what do you hope that Bailey in five years from now will say, uh, like would, would come back and tell this version of you? Like, like what, what do you see moving forward now that you see what is possible in a five-year span, right? We look back at 2018 where you have this like breakdown breakthrough moment and it's like, wow, so much can happen in a five-year span. Mm-hmm. What do you hope for you and your life and where things are going for another five years? Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I think Bailey five years from now, what he would say, what he would say to me would be to, you know, just keep being consistent, just keep showing up. Um, because I have, a, have had a past issue of not following through with things. Because mm. uh, I never believed in myself and now I do. So Bailey, five years from now would be stay consistent, stay on the path. Just do your best to, to love people where they're at. Mm. And just, but also show them that there's a better way to live there's a better way to, there's a better way to take care of yourself. There's a better way to, to, uh, consume things, put things in your body. There's, you know, there's so much, there's so much more out of life. Um, he would just say, keep spreading love, keep spreading awareness. Uh, just keep doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're doing the work right now. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and to, your, I know that you started off and shared like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit nervous. And, but you know, truly it, you're like you, your energy, your presence feels like quite grounded. And, <laughs> and that does require like a discipline of emotional regulation to be like, you know, I've, I've chatted, I've coached people before who are like, can't sit still and they're playing with their hair. And, and it's like, whoa, like you are busy right now. And so, you know, you have this aura to you right now where you're you're pretty grounded in in having this conversation. And, and what would you say, like, is the contributor to how you regulate your emotions? Well, I follow this, uh, one of my favorite neurologists, um, or neuro, sorry, not neuroscientists, her name's Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And we actually watched her videos in rehab. And she's one of the top neuroscientists in the world right now. Um, I've read all her books. I've listened to a lot of her podcasts. She has her own podcast too, as well. Um, she was, she was teaching about the brain and how a lot of us are people who are emotionally sensitive or don't have control of their emotions. They actually just react from their amygdala. <laughs> so, uh, 
And so like I learned about the brain and why I react the way I do. And she said this one quote that I fell in love with and it's become like a mantra in my life. It's become a guide. And she says, just because, or uh, you can't control events or circumstances in life, but you can control the way that you react to them. Mm. And that like, that stuck with me. And I was like, oh, I am in control of my life. Um, I'm not my addictions. I am not these titles that I put over myself or that other people have put over me. Like I can design my own life. I can control what I think. I can control what I feel and I can control what I do. That's the only thing I can't control. I can't control anything else. Yeah. So I've lived through that basically. And it hasn't been easy, but um, it's now I'm in a place where I am very, I can regulate my emotions very quickly. And meditation helps with that too as well. Yeah. yeah. I think meditation is like the secret ingredient to life that it's, it is like, it's like the secret. And then people like don't realize until they're like in it and like really in a meditation practice, like pretty mm -hmm. regularly of yeah. like, Oh, this is what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, it gets you to observe yourself and mm -hmm. that's like, you're in a quiet place. Most people can't sit with themselves in the quiet. People are afraid to be quiet and do nothing. And there's so much peace and clarity and, and, uh, and things that you can learn just by sitting still and doing nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. 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 For me, I noticed like when I really got into meditation, I started to notice my thoughts of how much I think about other people. Like, yeah. oh, I wonder if this person's okay. And I wonder if this is happening. I wonder if, if they're doing this. And it was like, okay, Nicole, take a pause. Like how much energy am I exerting all day when my program, my subconscious is like thinking about these people all day. So when I really got into meditation, I was able to say, wow, that person's taking up a lot of my headspace. I'm going to yeah. let that go for today. Yeah. And like, and really I notice if I don't meditate on a daily basis, I'm like, oh, right. I didn't meditate today. That's why I'm a little like all over the place. Yeah. 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 So I find it's really helpful. Do you have a certain style of meditation that you prefer? Do you switch it up? I, yeah, I do guided sometimes. Like I actually, I did a guided one before this podcast. I had sat for 10 minutes and I did a, um, I did a relax one and basically like I would just breathe and I would tense certain parts of my body and then I'd release to the tension because I was quite nervous and anxious and fearful. So I was like feeling the tension in my, in my back, in my abdomen, so I did a meditation that helped with that, but majority, like when I do my meditation in the morning, it's like 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I do seven minutes of deep breathing. I do 20 minutes or 20 breath cycles back to back four and four, uh, get to a point where I'm just like, I'll feel a bit lightheaded and then I'll, I'll exhale half of my last breath and I'll sit there for like two minutes, three minutes by holding my breath. <laughs> yeah. Like Wim Hof style. Do you know Wim Hof? Yeah. I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, well, I haven't this passing winter, but I do cold lake swims. So, um, mm. but yeah, so I do that breathing and then I go into, uh, like observation mode where I observe my thoughts and whatever comes in, I just accept, I kind of do the cloud analogy. Like I just let my thoughts pass by. Mm. And then if there's thoughts that are really irritating or, or bothering me, or like, I feel like a lot of anxiety or anger or something like that, I'll actually talk to myself in my head like I would to an encouraging friend or to a, to a friend that I love and that I'm close to. So I do that 
and then I do about seven minutes of like doing a mantra where I speak to myself, I, I speak to who I am and I speak to the direction I'm going in life. And then I, and then I speak over the things that I'm grateful for. Uh, I'm, I'm so inspired. I cannot wait for people to hear this and I can't wait to see where, where your direction is going to go. Like where you're at right now sounds beautiful, just where it is. And also like what doors are going to open up for you. And I, I, I know that you'll land on stages talking and I know that you'll be on TEDx stage or wherever you hope it takes you because, um, it, you know, once you set the, the dream emotion, asking it is given and, and now you're just lining everything up. The more you say like, yeah, I want to talk and I want to share my story. The more the universe just starts to yeah. range its particles and people to be like, oh, this guy, you got to get, you got to hear from him. So yeah, I think, uh, you're, you're doing all the right work. There are two questions I always ask everybody on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, the we're in the business of my aligned purpose and alignment means something different for everyone. Um, and I believe that purpose changes with different seasons of life. And so sure. first question is, <clears throat> what do you believe is your purpose in this particular season of life? Mm. In this particular season, my purpose is to, is to, uh, educate, to teach, to guide. I've, I've learned, I've, I'm sorry, I didn't learn. I've, I've known this. I've kind of avoided it for a long time, but I've stepped into the coaching role and a coach is just a guide. A coach isn't like a, a coach is a guide, it's a teacher, it's a mentor. Um, so my purpose is to, to guide people to help them understand themselves more because I feel a lot of us don't understand who we are, where we know all these external things of who we are or what we do, but we don't know truly who we are in like in the moment, in the present. <laughs> yes. So that's my purpose mm. in this seasonal one. Yeah. Oh, and it's one that's needed. You know, I, some people say oh, the coaching market is saturated. And my belief is if there's 7 billion people on the planet, we deserve 7 billion coaches because everybody, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a gift and a privilege and uh, uh, a need for everybody to get to have a coach. So thank you for being in that field. Yeah. Well, and those people, they probably don't have the optimistic type of mindset either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And or like understanding, like I really follow the 12 universal laws and mm -hmm. this law of oneness, what's available for you is also available for me. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, and truly believing that, you know, rather than going into comparison or jealousy, or it's yeah. like, oh, if you can do it, then why not me? So thank you for um, doing this work. And how do you know when you're in alignment with your purpose? Because we all have days. I'm sure you have days where you're like, Fuck, yeah. is this worth it? Like, is this what I really want to be doing? And yeah. so, but when those days pass, how mm. do you know when you're in alignment? I know when I'm in alignment, when... I am, when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling like, when I'm feeling loved, like when I'm loving myself and cause I know when I'm loving myself, I'm able to give love uh, more abundantly. And when I do that, I notice that cause I'm a very, I'm a very deep introspective person. I'm a deep conversationalist. Like I, uh, when I talk with people, like I'm, I'm interested in getting to know them. I want not just like what they do, their jobs or whatever. Like I'm interested in like their core. <laughs> so 
when I'm in a place of love, when I'm loving myself and I'm taking care of me, I'm able to actually like be there and be present with people and listen to them and give them the space and they feel loved. And I grow this deep connection with people. So I'm all about connection. I'm all about deep connection. And so when I'm creating deep connections with people, I know I'm in line. <laughs> oh, that is like, I don't think that it could be described any better. Yeah. We like loving yourself. You have to love yourself. Like it's, it's, it's like cliche of like fill your own cup and it's like essential. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly probably one of the hardest things I had to learn, but now that I'm here, it's like, okay. like, this is actually pretty easy, <laughs> but yeah. it's, you got to sift through a lot of stuff to, to learn how to love yourself. Mm, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Bailey, I honestly can't thank you enough for being here today. And um, before we go, I just want to open it up. If there's anything else you want to share, go for it. And if you feel complete, then please just let us know what you've got going on. Where can people find you? What are the different ways they can connect with you, work with you? Um, yeah. And the, the floor is yours. Well, uh, thanks, Nicole. It's been awesome. It's been awesome reconnecting with you. Like it's, I remember when we first met at the, the small little classroom at the town of high level building. <laughs> it, uh, I really love your energy and I'm so happy that you reached out and that we did this. Um, you too. Yeah. I've listened to a few of your episodes and, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like I do have two businesses. Like one, I do do, I do have a personal coaching program where I will coach people one-on-one and help them understand their behaviors, understand, you know, why they do certain things, understand their trauma. Um, It's stuff that I've worked through and stuff I've observed in other people. And I've learned from others, from psychiatrists, from therapists. Uh, You know, I have the knowledge and the wisdom, the experience to, to coach people in that way, to guide people. So um, they can contact me again through my Instagram or Facebook if they want to, you know, if people are tired of just being stuck and yeah. people are tired of not loving themselves and understanding why they don't. Um, so I can guide people in that way. Um, yeah. And then through then the other business through through Nagic, through the Kangen water, uh, that's a product I swear by. <laughs> it's uh, I want to help everybody get a machine like it's it's honestly a life changer so again you can go through my social media at bailey.stall um yeah facebook contact me yeah (laughs) and so for people who are listening and if you've listened to any of my other episodes i always say this i'll make sure that everything's linked into the show notes so if people are like driving they're like what i missed that um you can just go back into the show notes we'll have bailey's instagram linked uh his facebook linked and um, any other links that he's given me, we'll make sure that they all get plugged in there. And I highly encourage, I always ask people that whatever you've heard in this podcast today from Bailey that has been inspiring, that maybe turned on a light bulb in you, um, just got you thinking about something differently, I encourage you to reach out to him and just share that. Like just say, hey, loved loved hearing from you loved your story um because that's that's really what this is all about yeah (laughs) yeah definitely again super grateful thank you nicole 
Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning into today's episode and be sure to reach out, tell Bailey how he may have impacted you um, during this talk. And I look forward to being back next week with everybody.